Welcome to the Grow Bold with Disability podcast, brought to you by Ferros Care, a podcast dedicated to smashing stereotypes and talking about the things people with disability care about most, to help us live bolder, healthier, better connected lives. I'm journalist Pete Timms. And I'm Tristan Peters. I work for Disability Service Directory Clickability and am a wheelchair user living with spinal muscular atrophy. Today's episode of Grow Bold with Disability is Growing Bold and Autism Spectrum Disorder, otherwise known as ASD. And our guest is 19-year-old Chelsea Ann Osborne, who last year represented Australia in sailing at the Special Olympic World Games, where she won the gold medal. And her dad, Pete Osborne, also joins us. And he also appears alongside Chelsea Ann in Ferros Cares Season 2 in the Fearless Films series. In this episode, we'll discover why Chelsea Ann always thought she was a little bit different from her friends, but didn't really know why. How her parents told her she had ASD, and how sailing has helped change her life. Chelsea Ann and Pete, welcome to Grow Bowl with Disability. Nice to be here. Thank you. Uh, so Chelsea Ann, let's start with you. You say in your Fearless film, Golden Sails, that you always knew you had a disability. What was it that made you feel that way? Um, well, I knew that I required support in class um, because I do definitely struggle with learning stuff and picking like new skills and that. So I knew that I needed assistance in class. And I also saw a lot of therapists when I was younger. So I kind of just pieced puzzles together. And my parents did tell me that I had a disability. They just didn't say specifically what I had. So Pete, let's ask you. So... You, when did you guys notice there was something a little bit different about Chelsea Ann? And then how did you decide to you know, broach the topic that she had ASD? Well, it was pretty much from the get-go. Um, Chelsea Ann had a lot of trouble uh, crawling and like way, way back. Um, didn't walk for a, a delayed period. Didn't talk for probably till she was about two and a half, maybe three. And then it was very limited speech she couldn't pick up spoons and yeah had had quite a few early set issues um one of the biggest problems it wasn't wasn't until um high school that we actually finally got an asd diagnosis um up until then she'd just been partially diagnosed with a whole heap of different things that there wasn't really any um clear thing to work on to work towards so yeah, it was it was very difficult. We just had to work problem after problem after problem to try and give her as much help as we could. So early set, like she she was going to speech when she was four. Um, she was doing OT from three, I think, two or three. Uh, so yeah, there was there was a lot of early intervention that we put in place just to to help kickstart her her learning basically to do these basic things. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, for everyone, ASD manifests itself differently. Um, for you, Chelsea Ann, now, how does it present for you? How does ASD affect you day to day? Um, ASD predominantly affects me from what I know in my education. So in the classroom and all of that stuff. Um, but it's also in like big social groups and that. So it. I'm still getting a grip on what it actually affects because this is all I've known. Yeah, fair enough. So, Pete, let's just go back a little bit. So, what were the doctors telling you And as Chelsea Ann was growing up? What were some of the diagnoses or the misdiagnoses that you were getting? 
Well, they weren't really misdiagnoses as such. It was it was more um, uh, they hadn't at that stage up until the last few years. Basically, a lot of the um, professionals were saying that girls don't get ASD. Wow. So they were. I can't think. I can't think of them in any because they own they present differently to boys. Hmm. So at that stage, it was it was boys who have ASD present like this, 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 whereas girls show different signs apparently, and it, it's been a major learning curve for us. Hmm. But like, yeah, I I can't think of there was just random ones, but I can't think of any of them off the top of my head now. Fair enough. But yeah, they were all they were all partially on the on the um on the spectrum, but not enough. Like combined, not enough to say that she had ASD. Yeah, wow. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it does absolutely. And so, when you got that um, official diagnosis, Chelsea, how did it make you feel? Was it everything clicking into place, or um, was it just carry on as normal? How did, how did it make you feel? Um, I pretty much just carried on as normal. So, because I've never let my disability define me, so I just carried on as normal. Fair enough. <laughs> and Pete, how, as an as a parent, how do we how do you explain to your daughter what that she has ASD and what it is, and what has it meant for you guys? Um. Well, with with explaining, it was it was probably more just a you know just be patient with with how you're learning things and everybody learns at a different speed and and that not every teacher can teach to what each individual person needs and I don't mean just school mm. like right across the board even OTs and that sort of people still have to learn new techniques for different um, ASD people mm. because everybody learns just that slight bit different so we we just sat her down or you know, over the course of a period, we didn't just sit her down one day and say, "Blah, this <laughs> yeah. is it." But yeah, it was it was it was more more just you know, like, "Oh, did you understand what happened in that that class or whatever?" No, I didn't. And then we'd try and mm. alter it, what was what was taught to her. And like, I I I'd um I had trouble at school as well, so I I learned differently to to the normal mainstream schooling as well. So I'm probably on the ASD, but I'm not going to bother with that. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I think laterally, and she thinks laterally. So it wasn't wasn't too too bad. But yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And one of the things that I think is important to note that I'm I'm in a power chair, and that that is a very visible disability, whereas ASD is an invisible disability. Um, so Chelsea, and how do you go about telling people about? It? Do you feel the need to tell people about it? Um, do you ever do you ever have any conversations with your friends or anything about it, or is it just um, you, you don't feel the need to? Um, so it very much depends on who. So I don't just go around saying that I have a disability and that, but people that I become pretty good friends with. So a lot of my sailing friends know, and a couple of my friends at uni know. But I feel like I'm I only tell people if. I can see that it will help them. So if I can see that they have a kid with a disability or they have a disability, I'll tell them. Nice. But I kind of just keep it on a download because there is still that stigma in the community about intellectual disabilities and not being able to be 
like fully functioning people in society so I do kind of keep it on the down low but like I'm not ashamed of it like I do tell people it's just I pick and choose who I tell yeah now actually let's just go back to school you mentioned uni there but let's go back to high school so you went to a mainstream school how how did you find mainstream school um I quite enjoyed mainstream school um because it got me in and amongst like a whole group of different people that if like I had gone to a disability school I wouldn't be able to um the hardest thing is in the town that I live in currently we only have one disability school and they only focus on people who are heavily dependent on support so basically people that require support pretty much 24 7 and will require full-time support Mm. for the rest of their life so we had that option but at the same time if we did choose to go down that path it would have been very difficult to get me into the school Whereas with the mainstream schooling, I still got the support I required in class to get my Queensland Certificate of Education and get into the university course I wanted. Amazing. Well done. Yeah, congratulations. What's the university course? What are you studying? Um, I'm currently studying a Bachelor's of Sports Exercise Science. Nice. Ah, very nice. Well, let's just talk about sport for a second here. So, Pete, you're not just Chelsea Ann's dad. You're also her sailing manager. And so how did you guys get into sailing? Like, because she's pretty good at it, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Um, <laughs> well, oh, play it down, <laughs> Dad. Sorry. Play it down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Gold medal, hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, my, my family's... Has a has a history of sailing. My my father used to sail, and we grew up involved in sailing and water skiing and a whole lot of other water sports. Um, yeah, as I say, I've I've sailed previously on on yachts and on dinghies on small boats, and really enjoyed it. I used to instruct on a couple of the island resorts up in the Whit Sundays and that, and teach people how to sail. So it was pretty much a given that yeah, I was I liked it, and then Chelsea M was. Um, I'd say about nine, and was looking for. We were looking to put her into a sport where she could be included, but we didn't want to go to say netball or somewhere like that where she'd be in the team, but she'd probably spend most of the time sitting on the bench, in mm. being included, but not really being included because mm. her her motor skills weren't there and and all that sort of thing. So yeah, her her um cousins from Mackay were sailing in a local regatta here in Townsville and we went down just to, to say good day to them and, and show Chelsea Ann what they were up to and yeah she she yeah pretty much got the sailing bug straight off the bat and just went, Yeah, I wanna I'm gonna do that. And yeah. I mean she she struggled struggled with it at the start, but yeah, she's definitely come better now. I'd say so. <laughs> it's a gold medal speaks for itself. It's brilliant. I mean, Chelsea, and when when you think back to that first sailing um, adventure that you had, getting out on the water, what, how did you feel? What what do you like about sailing? Um, I love the fact that I'm on the water and I'm because I sail one up boat, so I'm basically by myself. Um, and I do get this comparison a lot. It's not as if I'm on a football team where the parents can be yelling on the field. 90% of the time, my dad is like, 
800 plus meters away from me. So it's just me on the water. Uh, every teenager's dream. Dad's not yelling at them. <laughs> I love it. Where, where, did you, where did you get the skills from, though? Do you think it's innate in your family or did you spend much time on the water? Because it's a pretty complicated sport for the uninitiated. Um, definitely time on water. Um, and I've had some really good coaches throughout the year and just learning from some of the best in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, Pete, you... Um, Chelsea Gain has won a ton of local, national, international sailing awards. Um, what makes a good sailor and what makes her such a good sailor? Well, I think I think one of the defining things that makes her a good sailor is she just absolutely loves it. She's always happy to be out on the water, even like back when she was 10, her and her little brother went down and sailed in Victoria and they came back with blue lips, shivering like little Eskimos and <laughs> had an absolute ball. But yeah, coming coming from Townsville straight down into Port Phillip Bay, they were yeah frozen, but they loved it. And I think that's one of the main things is you know she's found something that she thoroughly enjoys. So yeah, she she just keeps going hard at it and loves it. Um, yeah. yeah, as I said, she did struggle. She did struggle with with the the actual learning of it. But I think it was her her commitment to loving it that you know once we. We um, came across Special Olympics, which gave her a, a lot more specialised training, which definitely helped her. So I'd, I'd say to anybody listening that, yeah, if, if you think you can do something and you're not getting the help you need, there's always someone somewhere who can specialise training for you. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And, think- that's, yeah, it's, it's such a good message because also, Chelsea, and you're not just a good sailor. You've also become a bit of a mentor for younger kids as well. Tell us what. Uh, tell us about Sailability, the program there, and what you do for all the other kids. It's not, and it's not even just that. Like you take kids swimming, you're in taking the girls shopping. You're a bit of a legend. Yeah, it's really fortunate. Um, I've been able to get employment um, for support working. So now I'm able to take young girls and teenagers and that to sporting events and helping their coaches out as well as just taking them to have some girl time. Um, and it's a lot of fun for me because I never really had that at school. Mm. Um, but now with the NDIS, they have the ability to have some girl time with a support worker that I'm not much older than most of the girls. Um, with sailability, it's predominantly just taking people with disabilities out on the water and getting them to experience the water. Um, and yeah mentoring the kids at the sailing club is so much fun and I just I think I get more excited about them finishing races and finishing regattas than they do I love it absolutely it's very very exciting and I mean that's such a powerful powerful thing that you're supporting people um who are experiencing what you're experiencing, what does it mean to them to, to have that sort of person leading them and showing them what's possible? It must mean the world to them. I think a lot of the people that I'm with at the moment are seeing it as she's done it so I can do it. Mm, yeah. um, because there is definitely people that say like, oh, you can't do that because you've got a disability. But I'm coming into these kids' lives and going, you can do it. You just might have to go 
step A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way up to Z, instead of just going A to Z straight away. You might have to take a couple of more steps to get to the end result. Yeah, beautiful. Well, Pete, like Chelsea Ann's become this you know great sort of mentor for all these other kids. What would you say to sort of parents out there or even carers of supporting ASD kids? And you know, what advice would you give them to enable their kids? Because you obviously were a mentor and so is your wife, Karen, to Chelsea Ann. What do these kids need to live these bold lives? Well, I'm, I'm definitely no professional, but in, in my thoughts as a parent, like, yeah, one of the best things that we found to do is to find, you know, somebody with a disability is to, is to just keep looking for that one thing that they truly you know, the, the person with the disability truly loves and can sink their teeth right into. And, you know, all you can do is just expand their love of that one thing, keeping other things happening as well. But if they get uh, get a passion for something, really encourage it and follow it on. You know, if it's a particular sport, then then work out a way it can be. They can do it more and just don't give up trying. If they're struggling, just keep keep trying. And like, yeah, don't, as Chelsea Ann said, don't use the disability as an excuse not to try something. Mm. If you, if you try it and if it's not for you, well, you're still a winner because at least you've got out and tried something new. Yeah. No, yeah. Just give it a go. Absolutely. It's such a powerful message. And I mean, Chelsea Ann, you found your passion, you're excelling at sailing. We've mentioned um, that you're studying sports science. Uh, What is, does the future hold for you? What, what do you want to accomplish in the next few years? Um, I'd love to finish my uni degree, um, and do hopefully my honours and masters, um, because I'd really love to work with para-athletes is my main goal, because some of their stories is just, they inspire me, um, and they just seem to be a really good group of people of the ones I've met so far, and yeah, so that's Basically, my uni goals and my sailing ones is just to keep sailing and see where I can get to. Now, we know you, you sail laser, you sail the, sort of the solo ones. Would there be a Sydney the Hobart on the horizon, do you think? Could you do it with a crew? Um, I would, but all the crews are down south, so it's a bit logistically hard living in North Queensland to join a crew for us in could. I reckon you could organise your own really crew. You could organise your own crew from Townsville and you could bring a whole bunch of people down here and do the city in the Hobart. What do you reckon? Maybe in the long future. I don't think I'm quite old enough yet. <laughs> good answer. And it'd, it'd, be, it'd be good if we found somebody with a few spare million dollars to fund that dream. Correct, with the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Pete's just thinking of the money. That's correct. Yeah. Well, the NDIS, let's see what we can do. An NDIS boat. Imagine if you won. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, so Pete and Chelsea you know that our podcast is called Grow Bold with Disability and we always ask our guests what growing bold means to you so Pete let's start with you first what does growing bold mean for you well I think I think it, it depends on the person because everybody's different like for some it might be just you know being bold and, and tackling those those life skills to be able to you know learn how to manage money how to monitor what you're eating and all that sort of just getting on with it and others it could be success in sport like Chelsea Ann but yeah I think I think boldness really comes from the conviction to chase after what what it is that makes you happy in personally like if you can find that that as I said before that one thing that makes you happy 
and you've you've got the conviction to chase after it, then you're yeah you're well ahead of the crowd. And you know, don't be afraid to ask for support because well, even even Olympic athletes need coaching. Mm. So you know, even the even the top people in the world still get coaching. Yeah, you know, I want I want to I'd like to actually steal one of Chelsea Ann's lines that she always or has regularly said is you never know if you never give it a go. And I think, you know, that's that's one thing that everybody in life needs to do is just give give stuff a go. Because mm. if you don't do if you don't try it, you don't know whether you're good at it. Yeah. Beautiful. Love it. And Chelsea Ann, what about you? What does growing bold mean to you? I think growing bold is basically just giving everything a go um, and not holding anything back. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, just give it a go and you'll, you'll never know if you're good at it if you don't try. Beautiful message that we get out there. Chelsea Ann and Pete, thank you guys so much for joining us here today on Grow Bold with Disability Podcast brought to you by Ferris Care and we mentioned at the start Fearless Films Season 2 a co-production between Ferris Care and Screenworks has just been launched with six short films this series shines the spotlight on living boldly with disability Fearless Films Season 2 is out now and it's available at ferroscare.com.au forward slash Fearless Films 2 and our listeners can find out more about Chelsea Ann and Pete and all the Fearless Films in the link provided in today's show notes. Guys, that was so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us here on Grow Bell with Disability. Our pleasure. This podcast is brought to you by Ferros Care, an NDIS partner delivering local area coordination services in Queensland, South Australia and the Australian Capital Territory. Ferros Care is a people care organisation committed to helping people live bolder lives. We call it Growing Bold. And for over 30 years, Ferris has been making it real for both older Australians and those living with disability. To find out more, head to ferroscare.com.au.